Steve, happy Monday. How's it going, man? <laughs> Fantastic, man. How you doing? You have a good weekend? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Pretty, pretty low key. Kind of crappy weather ruined my hiking plans. So instead of hiking, I did some, <clears throat> excuse me, did some step ups, which are miserable. But the death hike is early this year. We're doing it in March, and so I can't, I can't be a slacker, man. Yeah, it's no time like the present to get after it. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about snowshoes and stuff, and that's like a completely foreign concept to me. So I feel like I'm a about to get schooled on this stuff hike for sure (laughs) yeah i've um done snowshoeing in the past but more i'd say recreationally with my wife go do you know uh two three miles here or there whatever i've never actually tried to cover you know 15 to 20 miles in a day on snowshoes it's gonna be uh gonna be an interesting challenge yeah cool well, if, yeah, if you guys are wondering what the heck we're talking about, we mentioned previously, but the death hike is going to be in March this year, and it's going to be a wolf hunt slash death hike adventure, uh, the area we're going into, expecting some snow there in March. So it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Steve, uh, kind of a related to the death hike, unintentional transition here, but something that's come up in emails and we get questions about um, is on pro staff and like, hey, how can I join the XO pro staff? And especially... For whatever reason, this time of year, I think, you know, it's the off season, guys are looking to plan or whatever. And we've just gotten several questions recently. Um, We kind of, sort of do, don't have a pro staff. Um, You know, it's much different than most companies um, would be. uh, And it kind of ties into the death hike. And, you know, we consider certain guys, quote unquote, pro staff, even though we don't have this official program. But um, what are your thoughts on pro staff i guess in general maybe in the industry and then specifically like how and why do we do things differently with exo yeah my i guess my initial response is uh i can't stand hate pro staff kind of like that (laughs) thought uh, you know what i mean like it's um especially maybe it's something that 20 years ago before social media made a lot of sense you know you, you had these guys and regional areas that represented your brand and did it well and now it's like with social media it's just become so much of it's just fake to me the guys want want to be on pro staffs and um and they just you know you say no then they're just going to jump right over to the next backpack company and want to be on their pro staff and there's no actual loyalty to a brand or anything like that um and this is a general rule there's always exceptions and there's great people out there and yeah um but it, it just seems that's my because it's um, what we want to avoid, right? Yeah, it's what we want to avoid. Anything fake, uh, you know. I don't want. Um, but essentially, I'm, the our answer always been: you want to be on a pro staff. Be like, okay, great. Do you currently own and wear an XO pack? No. Okay, well, buy one. You know, if you love it, call me in a year. And if I like who you are, like what you do, you know, maybe we'll get you a discount. Maybe we'll get you a free pack. Um, but that's the, always been the answers. Like you, you have to have owned and worn an XO prior just, um, just to make sure you like it. Cause I don't, I'm not interested in somebody representing XO that, um, doesn't even know they like the product. Right. Uh, and that, unfortunately what social media has morphed it into is people just randomly, you know, messaging companies wanting to get on their staff and, um, maybe they've heard great things about a product. Maybe they're genuinely interested in it. Um, but at the end of the day, until they use it, they don't know. And that's, you know. So it's always been yeah. our default uh, default answer is um, you know you gotta you gotta have bought one and worn it and and then you know you like it and then reach out to us so and that's pretty much across the board 
like right. any you know anyone reaches out that's our answer yeah yeah i mean i think it, it has changed a lot um just in my own experience of um going back almost 10 years ago at this point um i was on pro staff with the lead archery for example but it was what you described kind of in the pre-instagram era if you will where it was more I had a role like in my region and I had to work with dealers and interact with dealers and attend events. And I mean, it was a, I don't want to say legitimate. It was a legitimate, like there's a very specific role for this pro staff beyond posting and hashtagging and whatever. It had nothing to do with that. It was, you know, it was more unfortunately work than I ever anticipated it would be. And I had to give up time and things like that to actually do it. Um, and I think that that's changed, you know, you don't, you don't see that need as much and you just don't see companies operating that way as much. And so, yeah, for, for us, it's different. Obviously we don't have dealers and retailers spread, spread across the nation and all that. So we don't have that need for pro staff and things like that. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, we honestly appreciate anyone who's interested and we appreciate the, the express interest um, in supporting Exo Mountain Gear for sure, but just wanted to kind of put that out there about pro staff and, and how that's treated and what it's looked like. Cause it comes up quite a bit, you know, with guys reaching out yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, uh, unfortunately I, have, I hear that word and it's very like negative response that, that I have. Right. It's just like, ugh, pro staff, you know? Um, and, uh, I just, you know, I guess what it's morphed into, uh, and I blame the, all the companies that someone has, you know, so X amount of, instagram followers and they don't even care they just like yeah we'll send you product for free you know like it's got the companies have set the precedent and and the people are just uh you know taking advantage of it so you can't blame them cool we uh wanted to follow up as well on this monday minutes on a previous monday minute it was actually uh monday minute 50 and we talked a little bit about meat versus antlers and we had a question from a listener on you know what do we take first when how why in terms of packing out um, meat and antlers and, and making those decisions. I had several messages and emails and follow-ups to that. Um, you know, some with questions, some with criticism, some with <laughs> um, support, which is all good. Like we appreciate the feedback. Uh, just want to touch on a couple things. One is it was, there was a listener up in um, Alberta, Josh wrote in and he was saying, he hunts in a zone where there are antler point restrictions and they actually, um, he had talked to fish and game up there to wildlife officer and said that they would want you to pack out, um, the head with the first load so -hmm. that if they ran into anyone, they could, um, validate the antler point restrictions, which I thought was Mm -hmm. a valid and very interesting point that I didn't think of. So, I say all that to say when we talk about things and Steve, you and I were both advocates of saying, you know, meat first and antlers later. Um, not everything's always black and white. And here's a really, really good example of a situation where you not only want to, but it sounds like legally would be required to because of those antler point restrictions pack a head up first, which was an interesting scenario that I didn't think of, but you know, is incredibly valid. And even here in Missouri, we have antler point restrictions, but it's typically not an issue because nobody's, typically packing, you know, a deer and separate, you know, meat versus antlers type thing. So I thought that was a great point from Josh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's obviously exceptions to it. I think just, um, my default is take care of the meat. So whatever that means, um, you know, antlers come second. Uh, so just whatever that means. Actually, I think I, 
I remember right, there's an example of like maybe you're at high elevation and you know, getting the antlers out first, keeping the meat up higher on the mountain where it's cool makes sense. And getting the antlers out first, you know, um, works because you get hike them out and stay the night and then go back and get more. But as a general rule, it's, it's, it's always about the meat first and antlers are second. And, um, yeah, if you're, I don't know, I guess it makes me sick. Some of the guys that would do the antlers first and, and don't even care about the meat. I just don't like that aspect of hunting. It's reality, but it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. I think, oh, some of the questions we got on that, or I guess questioning our philosophy on that, um, mm. you know, yeah, what's what, the criticism? <laughs> well, yeah, the, I don't know if this was criticism, but here's like an exact quote, for example, um, from someone that wrote in and said, I have yet to understand any good reason behind guys saying that you should pack meat out first other than that's the way you should do it. And so he's basically saying, what, what is this unwritten rule or is it a written rule? Like, where does this come from? And he's, he's trying to understand why. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think in the end, and he mentions this in passing, he, he mentioned it might, maybe it originated from hunting in grizzly country and the risk of losing meat overnight. I would say it does originate from the risk of losing meat, not necessarily in grizzly country. I mean, it could be to weather, it could be to other predators, it could be anything, but here's like a way I would summarize it. And I don't know if it's helpful, but even if you said for you personally, that the meat and the antlers were of equal value to me, they're not. But if you said that they were of even equal value, it still makes sense to take care of the meat first and ideally to get the meat out first because the risk factor. So if you were to leave antlers, what is the risk that happens? Does a predator like come and get those? Um, a, they're much easier to secure and hang, and there's much less um, there's much less going after them than if you would to leave meat. So let's say even they are equal value. The risk is greater by leaving meat and packing antlers, and vice versa. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's no. I mean, you could put it take cut antlers off a head, stick them high up in a tree, uh, and they could stay there for a year and they might get like a little faded in color if the sun's directly hitting them. But if it's a good shaded tree, they're going to be just fine. Um, meat is only going to spoil, right? It's got a shelf life. So that's what I said. My thought process would always be, what do I got to do to take care of the meat, uh, first and whether that's get it out to the truck where there's a cooler and I get it on ice. Um, there's a Creek down by the truck where it's nice and cool and shaded you know, whatever that is, or said vice versa, it's, you know, you drop three, 4,000 feet out of the mountains. It's way hotter at the trailhead, get the antlers out first, um, and then go get the meat. But again, I think we referenced like Alaska, you have to freaking take the meat first. That has to be the first thing out of the field. Um, I like that rule. I wish, um, uh, I wish that'd be applied. Well, I guess maybe not. Maybe that's, um, in that scenario where it's super hot at the trailhead, maybe it makes that shouldn't yeah. be a rule because then you're spoiling meat. Yeah. yeah, and you just always can't guarantee things, right? So, like, let's say, let's say it's a relatively easy pack out, and you know, I only have to take two loads, and I'm going to get all this done today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring you know antlers and some meat, and then come back for the other meat. That's all well and dandy, but what if you face some unexpected delay, right? Like, what if you right. fall and break your ankle or get injured or have some other delay? Again, taking a value proposition out of the equation and whether you value meat more than antlers, what's the risk? 
if you have this unexpected delay and you can't get back in, is it better to have antlers in a tree or is it better to have meat in a tree that maybe you did break that ankle and you're not going to get to it for days. You have to call a buddy, that type of thing. So in a whole lot of ways, it just makes more sense taking whatever you prefer, whether whatever you value out of the equation to take care of meat if possible. Um, and it's tough. I mean, I, I thankfully haven't been in a situation where, um, I've lost meat and have had a chance to salvage antlers. Um, but even last week, I, we actually heard from a listener, um, who told us the story of his elk hunt from this fall and he made a pretty solid shot, but just recovery didn't go as planned and they didn't find this elk for a couple days. And it was a really nice elk. I think it was a six by six. I mean, it was a very, very nice elk. He said, he said he'd shoot much smaller any day and he has those antlers, but he even said, this is a great bull, but like it, it eats at me every day. I'd much rather have the meat than the antlers. And again, that's, that's him. That's personal. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to think through, but to, to boil it all down and get back to this guy's question of, what is the reasoning and is there this unwritten rule? I think it just comes down to risk and you're really not risking much by leaving antlers and you're risking a whole lot by leaving meat in most situations. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a short and sweet Monday minute for you guys. We'll be traveling um, next week. We'll actually be at the shot show on Monday. Uh, I would like to record one from the road, so we'll see if we can find the time to make that happen, Steve. But if not, we'll be uh, for sure having a full episode this Wednesday as well as next Wednesday. And then maybe that's uh, that on the road show on Monday for you guys. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. You can email us to podcast at exomountgear.com or be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to the show. Catch you next week.